Greetings, everybody. This is a Travel Addict podcast where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and adventure travel from around the world with activities such as trekking, diving, camping, driving, cruising, and just plain chilling out somewhere. We talk about lots of experiences in places all over the world, including the grand, the remote, the edgy, the risque, and ones of questionable merit. Education, fulfillment, and wonder enrich our lives. And of all the books in the world, the best stories are found between the pages of a passport. Stay tuned. Good morning, everybody. The Travel Addict here, Malcolm Teasdale. Hope everyone is doing well. And today, it's something a little bit different for me, the Travel Addict. Um, I have here, uh, talking to me, is John Christopher Frame, and he is currently in, I believe I got this right, he's in Istanbul in um, the great country of Turkey. I passed through there myself uh, a few years ago for about three or four days. Interesting place. We'll get more into that a little bit. Now, John travels extensively uh, because he likes visiting places that are mentioned in the Bible right? Which is the first time I've spoke to anyone who's actually done this. And I think it's a great idea. So we're going to find more about this as we go along here, but um, it's an interesting concept. So, well, it's good afternoon, John. It's good morning to me, but good afternoon. And yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> all right. How are you doing? Good? Yeah. Yeah. Doing well. Thanks. It's a great evening here in Istanbul, Turkey. It is. Ex- excellent. Uh, funny enough, yeah, I was in, I just mentioned before we get going here, I was in Istanbul a few years ago for three or four days. It was coming back from Asia to Britain. And I wish I could remember it was the Hotel Oda in Istanbul, but it was near a main thoroughfare in the city there. But I did manage to go on a boat ride uh, down the Bosphorus, but it was mm. very interesting. And uh, there's even a couple of Irish pubs in town there, actually, but it's, it's all good. I had a good time there. So you're currently in um, Istanbul. You're there for a reason. Now, a couple of questions up front and to get this out of the way. Now, because of what you do, you travel to these religious places. You, you therefore are a religious person yourself, right? Uh-huh. Yep, that's right. I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. Do you also, when you travel to these religious places, is it just things that are mentioned in the Bible or is it religious places of other religions as well? Yeah, that, that's a good question, Malcolm. So the first thing that comes to my mind when you ask that question was in uh, the great city of Konya, Turkey, which now has a population of two or three million. And on the top of their center of town, which is the old ancient Acropolis of, of, of ancient Iconium, is a large mosque. And so yep. I went into the mosque and the guy gave me a tour. And so there is a lot to see in Turkey, just like there's a lot to see in all, all countries. And so... Um, my my journey uh, going to the going to the towns that the apostle Paul traveled is of course specifically Christian, yeah. but Turkey um, is mostly uh, you know has an has an Islamic um, foundation. F- folks here are are of that religion, and so you know it it comes uh, it, it it's very easy to see those those places as well. But while you're living in Istanbul, do you manage to like go to a, a weekly service sometime there? Because I think it's primarily a Muslim country, isn't it, Turkey? Yes, yes, mo- mostly. Um, 
there are a number of churches here in Istanbul and throughout the country. Um, mm-hmm. It is very easy to go to church. Um, of course, there are many, many mosques as well. Yeah. Um, interestingly, where we live here in Istanbul, my wife and I, there are churches very nearby. There's a Jewish synagogue very nearby and, of course, a mosque nearby. So, um, but, but yes, it's very easy to go to religious services here in Turkey. Excellent. Now, I remember when I was there, I went to one mosque. And it's because there's two halves to Istanbul. There's the Asian side and there's European side. But on the European side, there's a, a wonderful mosque there. I went inside, fantastic place, great architecture, big chandelier on the ceiling. But I forgot the name of it. Maybe it begins with S, but uh, they're, they're, they're Sultanahmet, probably. Probably Sultanahmet. That's the most yeah. famous mosque in the city. That's the one. That's the, yes. that's the one. Just it's, also called, it. it's also called the Blue Mosque. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, it, People out there, if you're interested in uh, going to Istanbul, there's a lot to see there. Cool place as well. Now, have you been yes. have you been a sort of a religious person all your life, or just part of it, or did something happen to make you religious? Yes, all my life, I I would say I have been. Okay, so you you were born into probably your, your parents were religious as well, were they? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, indeed. Now uh-huh. that's that's a lot to, to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're back in uh, Toledo, Ohio. I know someone there, actually. I play golf with him. Uh, in your, when you're back in Toledo, you're probably a regular church goer there as well, right? I'm assuming. Well, I don't, I don't go to Ohio very often uh, because, oh. um, you know, my, my, my life here is in Turkey. I've lived in Turkey since, um, well, since about 2014. Oh, so, wow. Um, yeah, so I've lived here a long time and um, go back to the U.S., so, you know, whenever I need to. Wherever you need to. Now, just curious, um, you've been there for you've got eight years now. Um, you must have got, um, because you're American, and I don't know if you're a class of resident now in Turkey, you must get a specific type of visa to stay there for a long period of time, right? What, what would that be? Yes. Yeah, so I have a, a residence uh, permit. Uh, my wife is Turkish, so uh, hmm. it would be classified as a family uh, permit. But for regular tourists who come here, they can come here on a tourist visa that um, I don't know how much it costs now, but you can get it ahead of time, you know, maybe about $50 or so online. Um, And then that lets you stay for, um, well, I don't know what what, what it is now, but, um, you know, there's there's, uh, rules there where you have to leave after a certain period of time, of course. Typically 30 days in many countries. Right. But yes. if you want it, you can extend it easy enough. So you've got some sort of residency status there, yes. um, which um, which is good. Now, based on, I'm just curious here because I've been, I'm going away at the weekend here. I'll be gone a month. And you're in a primarily Muslim country. I'm a, Part of my trip is going to a, one of the largest Muslim countries in the world, Indonesia. And mm-hmm. I've got all these alerts coming in based on what happened the other day. Does that make you feel a little, I'm, I'm talking about what the U.S. government did to the uh, person in uh, Afghanistan. Does that worry you any, to any degree, what happened there? I hadn't thought about it, so I guess not. I, um, I, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't say that, that U.S. policy in Afghanistan affects me directly here in Turkey, or if it does, I haven't felt it. Yeah, got it. Well, that's a good thing. I, I think you're you're probably in a decent place there. Now, you spent 
obviously the last eight years in in Turkey. I don't know if you moved around a little, but tell me about a couple of the religious um, sites you've been to in the country that are outstanding. Yeah, so so this year, I uh, I thought that I would uh, go ahead and, and try to go to the various cities yep. where where Saint Paul uh, went. Yeah, um, as recorded in the Book of Acts in the Bible. Yep. And so there's about 15, 16 cities, and I did some research about those. And so to answer your question, Malcolm, um, one of the cities that I went to uh, is called Perga. It's near Antalya, if you know where that is, on the southern part of the country. And Perga, um, it's, a, it's a very, very large site. Mm. And uh, when you go in there, it's just like you're in the ancient city. I mean, um, the buildings, of course, are not constructed. Um, the uh, let's see, um, the theater. No, I'm thinking that's. Uh, I'm getting them a bit mixed up now. But <laughs> a lot of these ancient cities, like Perga, have beautiful streets where they have uh, columns. Um, Perga is unique because it has um, it has a Hellenistic uh, city gate. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's very, very tall and, and, and both sides are there. And so when you, when you go in, you see the, the Roman ruins, um, but then you see this gate as well from an earlier period. And it's very, very expansive. And, and one thing that I liked about Perga is that it had a mosaic um, in the city. Now, now mosaics aren't uncommon, but, but, but this one was nice because you could see it from the street um, it was covered, but then what was really interesting is that as I passed it, as I was walking, yep. I looked down and under my feet was some gravel and I, I kind of uh, m- moved the gravel and I could see a mosaic right under my feet. So it was almost like, it was almost like I was discovering a mosaic as I walked. Now I, I, I know that I, I didn't because I'm sure others knew it, knew it, 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 yeah. it, it knew, knew that it was there, but it was, it was interesting because it was like, you're right there and nobody else is around or if they are, you know, they're way in back of you or way ahead of you. Yeah. And there's just this opportunity to discover so much. And Perga has an Acropolis as well. You can walk up there very easily. It, it rained when I was there. So I was up on, on the top there looking out over the city and it was raining. Um, it was just a really a beautiful experience there. Where else have you been to in the, in the country as well? I'm, I'm sure there's lots of, uh you know, wonderful places, sites to see, but not only the beautiful, but they're very, a lot of history uh, behind yes. these places as well. Right. And they date back yes. um, centuries, centuries ago. Indeed. Yes. And so, you know, a lot of the cities, you know, they've kind of been built on top of each other in some, some cases. Um, and, and so Perga is an example where it is um, it's well protected. It's, it's, a, it's, it's an open museum. You can pay an admission to go in, um, but another site I went to is just the opposite of that. It's it's a green mound in the middle of nowhere. It took me a while to get there because it is off the beaten track. Uh, it's called Derbe, um, and it's mentioned oh probably two, three, possibly four times in, in the the Bible. Um, and um, I went up to the top of Derbe, and there's a beautiful view, you know, of all the farm fields around. Yeah, but there's no ancient city to really see there has been some excavation you know so there's some holes in the ground but really it's just grass and flowers daisies 
Yeah. And uh, just a lot of of open land, some mountains in the far distance. And so there, there, there's a real contrast, you know, between Derbe uh, and Perga, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of beauty in this country, a lot, a lot of things is. to discover. Yeah. I'm sure. Now, is there any difference because the situation with Istanbul, which the river, I believe, splits European and the Asian side, is the Asian side any different? Just curious, because obviously they're going to be influenced over time, but I didn't know whether, you know, if the Asian side was substantially different or pretty much the same. You know, in, 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 in recent years, people would probably say that there were differences. Um, Some people might think that the Asian side is a bit more relaxed, but there's been so much building going on here on the Asian side is that that's where I live. Um, And you're right that the Bosphorus um, cuts between the Asian and Western sides. And um, so with all of the the building, um, I mean, it's a city of of 16 million or more, perhaps many more. Right. Um, And so uh, there's a lot of similarities in terms of the types of shops, the types of buildings on both sides. So if, if you were to be sort of set in the middle of a neighborhood uh, and you didn't know if you were on the east or west, you know, I certainly wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, pro- unless I walked around and I could see some other buildings, some other sites, and then through that context, be able to understand. But otherwise, no, it's it's the, the same, basically. Yeah, it might have been different probably 20 years ago or something, but it's, yes. it's, it's pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Now, it's cool that you're doing this because – Obviously, a lot of people out there uh, do read and study the Bible. In fact, the town I live in, in, in Florida, th- th- there's a number of places you go for Bible study. I don't do it myself, but a number of people uh, do, sort of older gentlemen than me, uh, but uh, they, they actually go at least once a week uh, to Bible study. And I just wonder whether, and it never crossed my mind until now, whether the people who do this, make an effort to go and see these places as it's mentioned in the Bible, because it should mean quite a lot to them. But one thing is reading about it, but it's another thing in actually seeing something and being in all of the place. So is it sort of the older you get, the less inclined you are to travel. So distance is a factor in people traveling to these religious places, I guess, right? You know, the older you get, you just don't want to travel that far, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And with, you know, so I live in Turkey. And so going to these places is very easy for me because, you know, I'm specifically going to places in Turkey. But people in Florida and the United States, for example, you know, to come to this side of the Atlantic Ocean, to come, you know, a quarter of the way around the world or or more, perhaps, it costs a lot of money. And so if you if you were to poll the Christians in the United States, you know, would you like to go to the Holy Land, you know, Palestine, Israel, yeah. Jerusalem, or would you like to go to Turkey and Greece, Rome? You know, a huge percentage of them would say yes. But in reality, it's just not realistic for most people because, you know, it can be very expensive. It can take a lot of time. Now, there are options to come, you know, with tours and, and that churches and such, yeah. Um, so I, I think to answer your question, Malcolm, people, yes, people want to go and they know that it would mean a lot to their faith. Um, but in reality, most people just can't make it. Yeah, it gets more difficult um, as you get older. Based on the uh, the current chaos with flights, um, I've just come back from 
Europe, uh, like um, just three or four weeks ago, it was chaotic going there and chaotic coming back with flight changes, disruptions. It's unbelievably bad, you know, and people see that. Plus, the price of flights have gone up. But so have renting a car, taxes, trains, everything has gone up in price. So it becomes uh, cost prohibitive. And I know even though I travel a lot and go to these historic places and religious places as well, I may add, people say, why would you want to go there? Because there's something about seeing it that makes a difference. Yes. Now, I'll tell you something, John. I was over in Europe. I seen relatives and friends in England recently, and I decided to go to Lithuania, right? So people said, why do you want mm-hmm. to go there? It was just when the Kremlin were threatened to, to – uh, not, not destroy the country, but do it some harm after some issue a few weeks ago. There I was in Vilnius, Lithuania, and I went down the KGB museum, right? And it was fabulous. And I don't know how people can be that cruel in the war, but I was in this room looking at some historical things there. And up on the wall was Pope Francis on a video standing in the same room that I was. And he mm. came to Vilnius just a few years before to pay respects to the bravery of the people there. So it's sort of fantastic. It's, yes. it's a bit strange. <laughs> the, the Pope was there. But would Indeed. you say if, if people, though, had to do one, have to go to one place, fulfill their travel needs as a, as a Christian or devout Christian, would Rome be it? Uh, no, I would say Jerusalem would be it. What, what do you think, Malcolm? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm to be honest, John. I'm I'm not a I'm more of a spiritual person than a, a religious person. But you know, I understand, and I understand more and more now why people sort of become religious, and especially when they get older. And I don't know. You know, having been to Rome, I've been to St Peter's Basilica and the Sistine Chapel, which are uh, super duper places to go to. But there is a lot more. You know. And even in England, good old England, when I went there, it was just uh, great places to visit. If you were to recommend a place to go to for, say, I talked to an American person later on today, and he said, Malcolm, where would you recommend us to go? As you know, we're, we're devout Christians. We want to see something as a bucket list item. Where would you recommend? Anywhere in the world, that is. Specifically for Christians or for anyone? I would say Christians right now. Yeah, I would say Jerusalem slash Bethlehem because they're just a, a few short miles in between. Yes. And so when you go to one, you can go to the other one. That's okay. what I would say. Got it. Yeah. I was in Tel Aviv in 1980. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a bit old and it was, it was a bit edgy there at the time, but I was there for three weeks. And so I got to see the Bethlehem, Nazareth, Masada and all those places. So yes. it was uh it was very interesting. Really enjoyed the city of Tel Aviv, by the way. It was, uh, yeah, excellent. So that would be your recommendation, I guess. Yeah, and and the 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 beach is quite nice in Tel Aviv. I remember. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I I remember it very well. Uh, so, here's a question for you. Now, this can encompass Christian or other religions. The most religious or spiritual place you've ever been to? Is that, that there in Turkey, is it? Uh, hmm. I wouldn't say so. I would think probably India. I mean, when I was in India a few years back, you know, there's there's temples that are right on the street, sort of open open temples. There's, um, yeah, 
I, I'm tempted to say India, but um, Jerusalem, you know, it was very, very um, religious. You know, you've got uh, Muslims and um, Christians and, and Jews. Um, so that would be that would be a, a top spot, too, that I, I would say. OK, all right. Um, while you were in India, did you go to the Taj Mahal? Yes, I did. Uh huh. What do you think? Well, I remember being disappointed. Maybe that's a bad thing to say, but um, oh. I I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, but um, maybe the trip there. I remember the trip there was was very long and treacherous. Maybe that disturbed me. Um, maybe because I hadn't slept properly the night before. Because traveling, um, I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. place, of course. It's about four hour coach ride from Delhi to get there, and it stops off on on route. And the area, the coach park, Agra's not a um, spotlessly clean place, but all of a sudden you're in a, a place of what disrepair, and then you walk into this the Taj Mahal area. It's immaculately, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite beautiful actually. It's, mm-hmm. But the building was a bit smaller than I thought. But uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's, it's it's a great experience there. Um, yes, so, it is. Yeah, a beautiful, beautiful place, beautiful country. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been to uh, about three or four times for. Well, I used to live in Singapore, so I used to go there uh, quite often. We had um, some people that we did uh, business with there, and it took me a while to get used to the culture. But then I I, I became close friends with a few Indian people. Actually, my favorite food is Indian, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Mine too, I think. <laughs> Hot and Indian Turkish. Yeah. Yes. And Turkish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, growing up in Britain, of course, mm-hmm. British food is really bland. So the Brits tend to sort of move towards Indian food. And yes, that's all the curries. Tons of Indian food, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, delicious. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, well, I, I get that with India. Um, and I, I sort of partly expected that. But, you know, I, as I said, I'm not religious per se but let me ask you this question mm-hmm. what place did you go to that you had this feeling that you're in a place of importance or you had a feeling that you never felt before do you know what i'm talking about the atmosphere of the place i think wow there's something special you could feel it have you ever been in a place mm. like that I probably have uh, one place that comes to mind would be the traditional site of Jesus crucifixion. So that would be um, in Jerusalem. Yeah. And that would be one, one spot. I remember walking up the stairs and the stairs, the stone stairs are all um, kind of rubbed off from all the yeah. millions or billions of feet, you know, that have gone up there. Yeah. Have, have you been, have you been there inside that? that large I, I did. I, I did yeah. back in 1980 when I was there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, well, I went to that place. I got I got a picture of supposedly the birthplace. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's in a building. I can't remember the name of the yep. building, but that, um, yes. And I also followed the route in the country where Jesus carried the cross. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is a, a cool thing to do. So the Via della Rosa. Uh, Oh, I, I'm glad I, I can remember it such a long yes. time ago. <laughs> you get older, you get, you see, John, the, you, you lose your memory. You can't think of things. It's, it's up there. It's retrieving it. That's a problem, you know. <laughs> I certainly understand. <laughs> <laughs> but just a, just a thought here. 
I've been to a couple of places which have given me that feeling before. So if you ever get to the country of Bhutan and trek up to Tiger's Nest Monastery, ten and a half thousand feet up, it's, mm. it's a Buddhist temple. It's a temple. It's a meditation area, really. It's a, it's a sacred place. You can see it from the ground. And thought, how on earth did they build this place it's on the edge of a cliff? <laughs> but it's one building I've been in that I thought that there's something special about it. I just climbed 10,000 feet to get up there. So my adrenaline was just pumping, you know. Walked in, my mind just went blank. It was so, there was something about it I don't know. And the same thing mm-hmm. with Batala Palace in uh, in the Tibet. That's where the Dalai Lama lived before he got out of the country. So there are these places around that have this aura of importance as well as beauty. So yes. uh, so yes. what's up? So what's up next for you now? Um, are you going to you going to be staying in Istanbul for a while, or are you going to venture a bit further afield, or what's what's the next plan of events? Well, the hope and plan is to is to stay here, um, as far as we know. Um, but in terms of my journey going to these places where the Apostle Paul went, so you know, I estimate my research there's about 15, 16 places to go here in Turkey where he stepped foot in terms of the towns as recorded in the Book of Acts. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little more than halfway through that journey. I'm doing it sort of segment in, in segments. And so I've done about, about two segments or so. And um, I have probably about two or three more segments to go. Yeah. So I'm just, I've got this list um, and I have, you know, a few more cities to go to. And these are, I've been, I think, to one or two of the places on the list that, that well, in, in the past, you know, I haven't been to this year, yeah. um, but most of the places are new for me. So it's, it's a real journey of discovery and learning. I'm, I'm reading about these places and I'm going there, learning more about them, feeling these places, experiencing them, yeah. me- meeting people along the way. And so, so what's, what's next up for me is just to finish my journey, um, exploring these sites, um, writing a devotional book about the experience. Oh, excellent. Um, so that way people can 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 learn about these places in a devotional way. Um, and yeah, I can share some, some of my own experiences as well through, through this journey. So it's an ongoing thing then. Uh, well, I'm glad you're doing it while you can, which, 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 you, which you have to do. Yes, yeah. yes. So how, how much time a year do you spend on the road? I mean, traveling to these places, or is it like you can't just leave your home and go see a place for a day and come back? You must actually be away from home for a while, I'm thinking, right? Yes. Yes. So back in April, I when I started my journey, I think I was gone for three or four weeks, and I went to several of the sites. I started yeah. in um, in the southwest part of the country and uh, journeyed around starting in Patara and journeyed up through Antalya, Perga, as I mentioned, and up to yep. Konya. And then um, then I took a little break. Uh, yeah, I went to America for a bit. And then uh, now it's July now, or August, actually. We're recording in August. And I've been, again, um, since then, I've been out for um, a week or two. I was a week in Ephesus, Okay. Um, the site of Ephesus. I was seven nights in the yeah. town next next to there. Um, so, you know, I just kind of go and I, I stay as long as I want to, you know, as long as I, like I went to the Ephesus site twice. Yep. So I went very early in the week and then at the end of the week and in between I did other things, was doing a lot of reading. Um, and so you know, in my, my next sites, I'll go there and I'll stay as long as I want, maybe three nights, maybe four nights. 
Mm. Um, just as long as I want to, and then I'll go on to the next one. So then the, the whole segment might be a couple of weeks or perhaps three weeks. Okay. Excellent. Now, what do you do when you're not on the road, you're in your office or back home, what do you do with yourself? You're, you're busy doing other stuff. Yeah, I work online. And so yeah. I'm able to, I'm, I'm, I'm able to take my work with me. Um, yeah. And then, and then I like to write and do author related things as well. Um, I do that every day. Um explore the neighborhood where I live here. We have, you know, probably hundreds, if not thousands of cafes, not very far from our, our place <laughs> bet, here. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to go and do my work at those cafes and be in this, yeah. in this city. Excellent. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, the book you've written. There's an au- also an audio version of that. And your website is uh, your name, isn't it? .com. Yes. Yeah. So my website is John Christopher Frame. JohnChristopherFrame.com. Yeah, I've got a few books out. Um, one of my books is uh, a seven-day prayer guide. So um, it's it's a quick um, quick action guide to help people grow in their in their uh, faith. Um, and that is based on what I call the seven attitudes of the helping heart. And yeah. so that 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 is a book as well. That is an audio version. Seven attitudes of the helping heart. So those are a couple of books that I have on Amazon. Uh, it's all available on, on my site, as is a um, a map of where I'm going this year. So if any of your oh. visitor, if, if any of your audience uh, is interested in the Apostle Paul, if they would like to to read a devotion that I've written about uh, the ancient city of Patara, which is from the Book of Acts, um, and if they would like to see some pictures of these places, if they'd like to see a map of these places, they can go on my website and find it there johnchristopherframe.com yeah i've got it up right now uh so yeah i need to delve in a bit more on your website there uh so that that that's cool so there's a lot to, to read about you and you know did you do the audio book yourself or did you get a I did. I've done a couple of audiobooks myself uh, where I went into a studio here in Istanbul a few times, recorded it, and then I worked with the guy uh, online. Uh, he's in Italy, actually, and he did yeah. the editing and such for me. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, I have I did one audio book, actually. <laughs> I, I thought I'd do it myself because I've written the books, and it was quite challenging, to be honest with you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's the end the but I got through it, and that's called religion, spirituality, and the way of life in the Himalayas. Because I spent a lot of time in the Himalayas, going to those countries oh. surrounding the Himalayas: Bhutan, Nepal, Myanmar, and uh, Tibet. And nice. I wrote about those experiences, not only in, in, from a religious perspective, but learning how the, the way of the life of the people, which was really interesting. So. Uh, that's it. Yes. Well, you're able to put this down in writing also, uh, which is great. So uh, I think everyone out there, uh, I know there's obviously people who will be interested in this and they can reach you personally mm-hmm. from your website, right? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Excellent. Is there anything else you want to say to anyone out there before we uh, before we say cheerio? Well, I just thank thank you and thank your audience for your interest in my my journey. Um, it's great being able to travel around Turkey. I'm thankful for the opportunities um, that I've had to be able to journey around Turkey, um, and it's it's allowing me to see the connections between Saint Paul and Turkey in a way that I never had before. So um, so it's been a good experience for me. And this, I just thank your audience for for uh, for their interest. Yeah, well, well done, John. Appreciate. It. Keep doing it. Keep doing it as long as you can. You know, yes, uh, indeed. One <laughs> thing about you. travel is, you know, it's very educational. You brought that up. It's, it's very oh, educational. Yes. 
And uh, yeah. that's the beauty of it all. That's why people like us do it, so we can learn a little bit more about how the rest of the world works, right? Yeah. Learning so much, so much, <laughs> all the time, yes. All right. Well, good luck to you, John, in your travels. Good luck to you in your, your book writing and all that. And uh, Thanks, Malcolm. Wish you well. Thank right. you so much. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. See you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, MalcolmJTeasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe. Thank you.